Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Carding Dads. This is episode 15. I can't believe it's been 15 episodes going into this, but yeah, we're on episode 15 and um, I couldn't thank you guys enough for helping and supporting us and uh, all our episodes we're doing and uh, thank you guys again. But uh, in this episode here, it's kind of an off the wall episode a little bit. We go everything from what Emmanuel's kind of passionate about with the sim racing and um what he does you know kind of for a side gig that what he does is it's really cool and we talk about uh maybe some new stuff coming to if you're into sim racing and karting but like the biggest takeaway we got is this episode was uh about major changes we made to the cart and you hear in karting all the time that you know minor changes uh, you want to start off with small things and then kind of gradually go to uh, bigger changes. But in this episode, uh, we made not big changes, but drastic changes to the way our carts handle. And uh, it was a huge night and day difference. And we're so glad that we did them because it definitely takes you out of your comfort zone as a driver. Whether you're in any kind of race cars or in karting or whatever kind of racing you do to push you outside your your limits of what you think is safe to make you uncomfortable to figure out what your vehicle that you're driving does and um we couldn't um we could be more happier with the results we got and uh we invited some few friends in to come out and come have fun with us on a weekend of a free track here in 103rd and we just had a great time and um we're gonna do another one like this and uh i hope you guys like this episode because there's a lot of insight on tire temperatures and like i said the sim racing and different setup changes that we did that you know hopefully people who might hit that roadblock whether it's a psychological thing or a driver input or a karting uh or a chassis input that Maybe other people are, or maybe you're stuck with, uh, you know, why you can't get past that hurdle. So, um, I hope you guys like this episode. You know, we don't really, um, like make pre notes on what we do. It's just, we just call each other and say, Hey, uh, it's a podcast time. So let's just talk what's on top of our head. So sometimes our, uh, show gets a little crazy and like today we, when everything from uh, sim racing to Mortal Kombat to uh, Fast Cart. So, yeah, it was, it was a good show. So, I hope you guys really enjoy it. Thanks again for following us. Um, we're making very good progress in the, the podcast, uh, I guess, community. And I couldn't thank you guys enough for all the help and support. And just thank you guys extremely enough. Like I, There's no gratitude I can do. So... Thank you guys, and um, if you're carding this weekend, please be careful, please, please be safe, and um, I hope to race with every single one of you guys here eventually, so uh, enjoy your weekend, guys, and um, hopefully we can start your Monday off with something good to listen to. Have a good day. What's going on? What's up? What's up, brother? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, kicking it back now. <laughs> what? You, you, you feeling some pains? You tired? 
Oh, no, no. I did a lot of, uh, I guess, I did a lot of yard work and stuff today, and I'm, uh, I'm in chill mode now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we, uh, we spent, uh, from like 8.30 or 9 o'clock until 4 o'clock just cleaning the shop out, so. Yeah. That yeah, saw pictures of it. That was, uh, that was a lot of, yeah, I did a lot of work for sure. Yeah, I, I can uh, imagine. There's like no words to describe what your huge freaking shop is, and then all the stuff that was in it. And I was like, "Holy moly, how are you gonna clean all this?" Yeah, it, it's 900 square feet, uh, just roughly 900 square feet, and they had gotten to the point there was no walking path. <laughs> um, but it wasn't like there was that much stuff. It was just like where everything was placed was in the middle right. of. Away, exactly, exactly. It wasn't as bad uh, as it looked, but yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, somebody might get the impression that we're pretty messy, but no, it's the way it is. There is no, no light switch, um, so you know we moved here uh, beginning of well beginning of this year, but there is no light switch, and so you have to essentially walk from the side door all the way to the back of the shop to plug in the. Um, lights, right, and then it comes on. I fixed that today. I just basically put an, uh, like two extension cores, joined them, and routed them all the way through the top, all the way to the door, and then put one of those you know, plug-in lamps where you just flip the switch. So I finally fixed it today. But what happens is, you know, when I'm not here, or even when I'm here, and I'm not as guilty of it as much because I, I typically, I'll walk through the darkness and I know where things are, but yeah, you know, my wife just walks through the door and she'll literally just set whatever she has in her hand that needs to go in there, boom, right, like the first possible, you know, open spot. And eventually, you know, you end up backing yourself up to the door. <laughs> and so that's, that's what had happened. It was just, yeah, there was just nowhere, nowhere to walk. And so everything is just on the floor, first level. And then, you know, even when we put things away, when you need something, we, you know, you go back in there and, you just go, um, yeah, I'm going to open up all these boxes to try and find this one thing. Um, and then that happened. So, I don't know. It's, it's fun. But we did well today. We, we cleared up, um, basically, uh, let's see how it, if I divided the shop, it's a quarter of the space. And it, it was all, you know, there was stuff on the floor and stuff, but a quarter of the space is completely clear. And, you know, we have that space back. So whatever was there, we, we're getting rid of. My wife puts a bunch of stuff for sale today. So, yeah, we got a quarter of the space back, which is kind of neat. So that was cool. That's, uh, that was good hard work today. So I don't know. Maybe some people might know this, but not. But, like, your little psychic is doing sim racing to set up uh, sim racing simulators. So what are we building, like, the 10 by 10 office in your in the shop for just yourself <laughs> so we actually just talked about that today it was so hot in there with both bay doors open and the side door open and a box fan running it was still so hot i don't think it will be sensible to try and put you know a working computer in there without going crazy with insulation building out that 10 by 10 space all the way to the ceiling and then 
even then, whatever condition we put in there, whether we put a window unit or a portable one, it's still going to be putting in a lot of work to try and cool that space. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jessica and I were talking about it as we got the space back. And I don't know, uh, it's, it's kind of a little bit further down the line if we do it. But um, what we did do yesterday when I got home from karting was we moved my portable sim um, inside. So uh, those who are familiar with a folding chair, you know, like a fabric folding chair you could take to a tailgating game or something like that, um, there's a very similar concept for sim racing. So it's essentially fabric and it's got, you know, metal tubes here or there. And um, your steering wheel and pedals, and if you have a shifter and all the cabling that goes with it, basically all folds up with it, right? And I, I had that to take with me to, you know, the racetrack back when, um, you know, back when I was I was towing to a race, racing event every, you know, other weekend. So I had that with me, and that's in the shop now. Um, well, I was in the shop. It's been in the shop since we moved. But I yesterday I got home and um, made space in one of the closets we have, and I moved it inside. So, you know, this weekend, um, I may bust it out, brother. I may bust out the the folding chair sim. It's called a play seat challenge for those who who are interested. A play seat challenge, um, where play seat is a company, just like you know Logitech or you know Microsoft, if you want to go that big. But this model that they have is, is called the Placey Challenge, and it's cool. It's only like $250, um, and it, it works really well. Uh, I think it supports up to 250 pounds comfortably. Um, so, and I, I've, I've enjoyed using an occasion. I mean, I haven't done a, a you know, like a, a proper endurance race in there, but, you know, just getting in there, doing a 30-minute test session here or there it's always been great so yeah we we might be um we might be busting that out doing some some cart sim pro because you haven't seen cart sim yet so we might be doing some cart sim here in the next and uh, the next couple of weeks it'll be your, your first um you know at foray into into karting simulators that's gonna be cool yeah dude i'm excited i have a frame um a spare frame that could probably be used for sim racing if, yeah, uh, I, do have a, one. I do have a spare wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So we could, we could totally use it. Um, I don't know. Even, uh, I, that was one of the bases that. So when we say a base, it's basically the, the you know the steering wheel box that the actual wheel mounts to at that base. And um, I, I had the whole set because we were doing this um, state of Georgia project and basically building driver's ed simulators. And we just use the standard base, and we would take a, uh, a a normal steering wheel. In fact, the steering wheels we use came from like some mini buses because they were like the lightest, um, but the same dimensions as a standard car. Some something like that without the airbags in there, but with the airbag cover on there. Anyway, uh, basically we had to modify those, and I have one extra base left that uh, realistically I don't see us using for any project right now. So it might be one that we could easily convert to, you know, a, a cart sim. We'll take your, your old frame and just, you know, mount it, mount it to it and uh, go to town, man. It'd be perfect. That'd be awesome, dude. That, that'd be, that'd be a, 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 like a sim, 
like a carding sim right here just in Jacksonville in general would mm. just be freaking insane. And then you said that you were developing the technology to put the y'all in and everything, right? Uh, yeah, so the company that I work with, SimCraft, um, we we have our new um, – it's, it's a two degrees of motion, so it's, it's a variation of our Axis 2, but um, it's basically a platform. Um, so you think of setting your cart frame without the tires on it on this platform. I guess you could put your tires on it if you wanted to, but you set it on there, and it'll have two degrees of motion. Um, it'll it'll have you know we don't need roll in karting, um, right? So roll would be basically a side to side, right? If as you you turn, you're in a car. Think about the the suspension compressing, right? And then you start leaning over left or leaning over right. So um, you take away the roll and you just give pitch, which is, you know, nose dive, right? You hit the brakes and you feel the whole platform of the front of it just go down, right? Or same thing, you hit the gas really, really hard. It's going to be a very subtle motion, but our, you know, the way our units are so, um, you know, advanced is that you can control like four different aspects of that single axis. And by that, um, think of, so this pitch, right? This pitch, um, axis we're talking about if you step on the brakes you can control you know the intensity of that pitch you can control the orientation so if you're going up a hill if you have a crazy hill how much you actually want to feel in the sim and climbing up a cars don't typically climb up a, a 45 degree but if you think of atlanta motorsports park for example you know their turn three uh is it, no turn two which is basically this amazing 180 that's portal downhill and then you turn around and you're coming back uphill like uh, like a 30 35 degree incline you know you could set that orientation exactly the way you want it with different intensity as you apply the brakes based on you know what cart or what speed you feel you'll be driving at you know the acceleration of it you know when you step on on the the you know brake pedal how quickly that you know pitch axis you know, um, response to, to your motion. It's all for, for you to dial in that motion to exactly, you know, how you, right, how your brain will translate that motion so it's realistic for you. So it's pretty cool. We, we change amplitude, you know, acceleration, intensity, and orientation all independently on each axis, which, um, you know, kind of nerdy talk, but, uh, if you, no, if you no, can so think like about if it. If you're used to two cycle or four cycle, you could dial it on your own on what you, know, you would think you would feel so exactly you have a, like if shifter cards to you know to regular four cycle cards or whatever you can kind of make adjustments to the servos and everything to exactly what you want right definitely i mean especially like with that yeah, clear so example awesome. so like two cycles you know typically they have you know three brakes or maybe even four right they got the two brakes in the front and then they may have an extra one in the rear or two in the rear right how their brakes are going to respond when you jam them then suckers right is different from our single you know lame you know brakes we have on our you know four cycle right like you know so the intensity of of that you know braking force right how quickly it'll throw you forward is going to be different and you know based on based on your two cycle you know shift a cart versus your four cycle right um every time you bang the gears in in a shifter you know it's how much it throws you is going to vary, right? Um, versus, you know, what you get when you floor it, you know, on, on an X30 or, you know, a, a 206. So, 
yeah, just being able to dial every single piece of that. And that's just for the pitch axis. And then the unit that specifically would, I think, work so well for carding is this unit that has pitch and yaw. So yaw is, you know, when you feel the back end stepping out on you, right? That oversteer, understeer. So imagine, you know, with just those two degrees of, of motion, those two axes available, you can feel your braking and you can feel when the cart is stepping away from you. Combine those two forces, there is no suspension in the cart, so you don't even need to feel roll. But once you put those two forces together, your brain will fill in the gap, right, when you're leaning over, and it'll be, like, just enough. And, yeah, I'm excited to see that that unit, like, ready and, and available. And the price point is going at um, – we don't have a public pricing for it yet, but uh, it's definitely expected to be around – that the five grand market, which if you think about what a motion simulator costs and to be able to basically get all you would need, right, all the motion you would need for carting for only $5,000, that's insane. But, um, you know, it's going to be under 5000 Again, I don't have a public pricing yet, but it, that's, the, that's the target. So we'll see what, what it actually comes out to be. Uh, when the pricing is ready, but this is sort of a carding dad's, you know, inside secret. It's out there for, you know, I don't know, the 150 people or so who are listening to every episode. Uh, there you go, inside tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, when you have Formula One drivers paying up to like a million dollars an hour for racing simulators, um, you know, of course, it's like the driver's pocket, but still, I mean, there, there's simulators that cost that much. Um, no, so to have something that you can just put in your living room or your garage or in your office that, you know, if you don't have full access to a track like what we have, that's free. Um, and, you know, you have weather conditions all the time and, you know, it's just things happen. Uh, that's that's really cool to have, like, right there in your hands. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's – uh. It's cool. Uh, I, I mean, it's going to be great for me because, man, tying into yesterday, um, I had I had never done seventy straight laps before, <laughs> and I was dreading what that would feel like at the end of it. I mean, I knew I'd be fine, but seventy straight laps in a single stint without coming into the pit once i i was that was the the biggest highlight for me was that not once in those 70 laps did i actually ever come into the pit like i didn't miss my turn to you know entry or exit um and had to duck in uh the pit exit but yeah i mean being able to sit in a sim and practice you know 100 laps at a time because that's what my my small fuel tank, well, I guess it's a medium-sized fuel tank. That's what my medium-sized fuel tank will do, 100 laps before it runs out. Um, being able to just get that practice in is going to be awesome. So I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so yesterday we you know, kind of did like a, a little soft release for party dads, and we just called a few guys that um, live locally here and some that don't. Uh, about coming out to 103rd on Saturday just to come out and drive some laps and hang out and, you know, test different cards. And you know, if you guys are welcome, come on out and turn up. And we had a pretty good turnout, so uh, that's what we did. Yeah, we did. 
it was really cool. We had people who aren't, you know, used to 103rd and who go to different tracks. And it's like, hey, you know, we want to try it out or we want to come back and, um, you know, hang out with the Rez brothers. They were, they were as cool as could be. And, you know, it's always good to have Kevin and Brian and Mason and, um, you know, Ron helping us out and Heath coming out. You know, it was, it was a totally chill day. Like, it was one of those days was like, this is what, like in our minds, we want to do, and without like releasing it to you know the hundred people or whatever that listen to our show, you know each and every show, you know it was just cool to to have that, and you know we invited some people that are either working or out of town or you know, just couldn't make it, but we had a lot of interest of people wanting to come hang out, you know, and, and that's like the greatest thing about hundred and third here is we had that luxury to do it. Like right. We can, you know, we don't have to close off the track or rent the track out. It's it's free, so you know, just come out and hang out. We can barbecue or do whatever. And yeah, definitely. It was it was so much fun. like it was like a kind of relaxing day to a point, and you know, it was just like everybody was making jokes about everything. So when you did your seventy laps, you know, little runoff. Uh, that you did. Me and Ron were taking bets on if you even lube your chain, if you check your tire pressures, you know, how much fuel <laughs> you have, uh, do you have <laughs> on, you know, do you have one racing shoe on and one normal shoe or a sandal? Uh, you know, because <laughs> if thinking of throwing smooth for you, there's something that's not right. So, and obviously, like, you went out after we you made a huge adjustment and you didn't make it past two turns and you ran out of fuel. So like everything was going like perfect out to you for you until that time. So like Ron yeah. over here taking bets is like, okay, what's going on? What are you doing? Ron's like, I guarantee you he didn't put fuel in this cart. <laughs> well, no, you saw something. Cause I'm not gonna bet no money on you. <laughs> yeah. Um. I- well, I, so I think at that point, yeah, Jessica had left. So at that point, um, after I did my full run and I was like, okay, this is what it takes to empty the tank out. Um, you know, I, I wasn't planning my, my day wasn't supposed to last that long. <laughs> you know, I was supposed to have been out of there super early. So the whole time, as soon as I got done with the 70, it's like, okay, I need to pack it up and I need to leave. So once, uh, Jessica said she's going out to get some food with, for the kids. I was like, okay, good. I, I get a, a little bit more. And then I borrowed, you know, fuel from you because I didn't bring fuel because my tank was, you know, where it was, and I wasn't expecting to to get that many laps in. So I just just put just enough to do, you know, another like twenty twenty five laps, uh, basically is, is what I had in there. And I was again expecting to be done, but then Ron, you know, was like, let's make this change. Let's make this change. Okay. Let's do it, and we, we tried it, and yeah, my, mm, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about fuel, <laughs> and and to top it off, I was super bummed because I pressed the record as soon as I um, got out on track, um, but again, I hadn't even changed my battery because I knew at the end of my run I would be done, and my battery and my um, camera last about. Uh, 70 minutes, um, 90 minutes if it's perfect, but 
like about 70 minutes. Well, my 70 lap run was 52 minutes on the camera. So I was like, eh, yeah, I, I should get one more session in before I leave. And yeah, when I, I hit that record button right as soon as I was going out, well, it died like four seconds later. Um, and then I came back in. I was like, oh, I just caught the perfect camera moment. Me staring down at my, you know, fuel tank as I was coming around the, the mini bowl going, is this thing empty? And you can see me like lifting, you know, you can't see it, but I was like lifting my visor up to check and make sure, wait, is there really no gas in here? <laughs> and, yeah, we tried uh, to go to the double right-hander. Like when you went, the first one, it was okay. Then all of a sudden you got really slow. Yeah. And like you see Miguel like coming down the back stretch thinking that you're right behind him. I know. And he looked back and you weren't there and like threw his hands up like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> and meanwhile, <laughs> Where we're at, you can see like the uh, and, and the double right hander 103 has like a little shack over there that has the restrooms and a nice canopy that you can like sit out and you know get out of the sun. And it took you like 20 seconds to get past that little you know 10 by 20 shack. Yeah. And Ron's like, he threw a chain. I was gonna say no, he didn't throw a chain. He probably ran out of fuel. And Ron's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, he probably ran out of fuel. He probably didn't check it, you know. <laughs> And sure enough, you know, I, I when you pulled off into the, like probably right there at the apex of the sweeper, and I saw you pull the uh, cord. I looked around, I was like, "Ha, it's fuel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be pulling that cord if it was chain. <laughs> so no, yeah. I mean, props to Ron um, coming out and helping us. Um, yeah, did you tell him we were going out? Yeah, I told him on. I think it was Friday. Oh, that's right. Cause uh, I stopped by there to get the the chain thing sorted out uh, for and the clutch because you need the yeah that's right you need stuff for James's cart. Yeah, I got stuff for for James' cart. No, that was the weekend before, and I don't know. I, I texted him about something, and I told him that. Uh, I mean, I forgot how the conversation went. Like, I think he asked about if we were going out or whatever, and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe. A few of us are going out. You know, we got the Ruiz brothers coming to, you know, come try out 130 again. He's like, oh, yeah? What time are you all going out there? I'm like, I don't know. Like 10? Because, like, it wasn't in the books that we were doing it. It was all kind of like right. word of mouth that, hey, yeah, we'll be there. Like, if all things match up. So he's like, okay, I'll be there. And sure enough, nice. you know, of course, you know, if Ron, and it's the greatest thing about Ron is if he if, – if you use his services to tune your cart, no matter what, when you go to test, if he's available, he will be there. And that's like yeah. the greatest thing about having probably the best tuner for, you know, Comet Eagles in our area or our region for sure, you know, with his grandson being one of the best drivers in the country, that the guy is just willing to sacrifice his time to come and hang out at the track and shake your hand constantly, constantly ask you questions on what your car's doing and how he can help you make it faster. Right. You know, he doesn't ask for anything. He's like, what can we do to make your car faster? You know, you have to give me info. And that's like the hardest part that now I'm starting to come across is like, how can I communicate with him on his level of knowledge with my little level of knowledge of what carding is to say, Ron, this is what I'm experiencing experiencing can you help me mm -hmm. so um 
I mean, it's just it's such a great benefit to have a guy here. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, we have one of the greatest tracks in the country that's free because I don't know what other track people can go to in their local region to drive, you know, 74 laps nonstop for 52 minutes and not have to pay. I mean, I've, I don't know. Without renting yeah. out the track or whatever, or without having to go in with your friends and say, hey, let's, you know, you come out roadling for so many, you know, a couple thousand dollars for the weekend or Road Atlanta or, you know, PVIR, you can pay money to rent out the tracks and have them for as long as you want. Right. Uh, you know, here, you don't have to. It's just, you arrive and drive. <laughs> so, so, um, this is something I, was, I wanted to tell you yesterday because I wanted to look at it and I didn't get a chance. Um, so, just speaking of that that seventy laps because it's it's the you know, coolest thing that's that's happened for me in the in the last you know two weeks. Nothing new other than driving driving straight. I wanted to see what my drop off would be, and you know I I know that you'll lose focus, right? It's a it's a common thing. You, you'll lose focus. Stamina, conditioning. Physical right. abilities, yeah, yeah, and even even when you're in like tip top shape, right? You, you still have to like like you have to find a trigger word to come back to to find your focus again. And you know, I kept trying here or there, but then I fell into this lull where you know I just I kind of just, just zoned out. But take a wild guess on which lap out of the seventy was my fastest lap. Take a wild guess. 61. Damn close. 6-5. Dang. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. 65 was my fastest. And it happened because Miguel came out on track, and the chasing him down was what, like, got me back into it. Um, he pulled off, like, Right afterwards, I think he was on track like three laps or something. He he didn't like the change he had made or something, and so he he pulled off. But just knowing that, oh, Miguel's on track. Let me chase him down, and just focusing on chasing him down got me back my focus, and that was neat. So yeah, I was able to to do that, and then like comparing it. And the other thing was tires. I wanted to see what the tires would be capable of. Well, on lap thirteen, I think. Lap 13, nope, lap 8. So lap 8 is 100.03% of the fastest time. So literally, you know, identical, right? It's a 42.163 and then a, a 42, where is this? Uh, lap 8, scroll up, scroll up, there you go, 42.203. Um, so, you know, that's like, those were those were the difference from lap 8 all the way to lap 65. And the tires were still capable of delivering it. That's kind of cool, um, you know, testament to to like cart tires. And I know all the brands are probably capable of it, but that's one thing that I think Buddy has always you know talked about with with the Maxis, um, that you know Elmer was able to to bang out so many laps on them. I think 400 on his set. Well, um, I know I was able to, to do 70 and. I was still able to clock my fastest lap on 65, and the tires were, you know, still able to deliver. You know what I mean? They didn't fall off and stay, like, completely off the end that whole time. Um, you know, 42.199 on 
um, 42.163. I mean, it was it was dead consistent across the board, um, except for that that somewhere in lap uh, 40, no, 37, lap 37 all the way to lap 43. I was just stuck in the 43s. Like, <laughs> I don't know what had happened. I just I just zoned out for those few laps. And then I, I got it back uh, a little bit later on. So that was kind of cool. Um, I enjoyed that. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, it, it was cool to see that because it was – I was kind of wondering what was going on. And I didn't know if maybe because Jessica was there to hang out with the kids. It was like, oh, I'm just going to take – you know, I thought you were just going to do as many laps as you could or whatever. But the more I started thinking about it, I'm like, he's testing something. And it's really cool. So, like, I stopped working on my cart and James's cart. I was watching you go, and I'm like, this dude's in the zone. Like, he is, like, trying to reach the absolute limit that he could find out with the cart that the way it's set up down to his driving ability and what he can do with the cart. And it was just really cool to just sit back, drink some cold water, and watch you just run and just run. You're the only one on the track. I'm like, man, did this dude, like, there's something clicking in his head that he's in the zone. It was just cool to see because you don't get to see that in a lot of events, right? So, um, no, man, that was really, really cool. And which kind of brings up to another point is, uh, like, knowing your cart and what adjustments to make and everything like that. And, um, I went out and did a stint, and I was having just this ridiculous amount of wheel hop, and I didn't understand why, because you know I, I don't I, I didn't know, and so I put everything down. I walked off, and Ron just whistled at me, and just kind of turned around, and I was like, "Hey man, what's going on?" And Ron's like, "What's going on with the cart?" And I told him, I said, "Ron, I can't attack." any turns with any high speed without hopping the cart. And if you have the wheel hop and, and stuff like that, and it's not fun. It's, it's, you don't know what the cart's going to do. It's a lot of shocking on the, on your back or on your neck or whatever you have in, in your body. It just sucks because you know, you're faster than some people in certain areas, but as soon as you push that limit, you know that that's what's holding you up, and you, you. I just didn't know why. Like, I took the wheels out, the rear out. I brought the fronts all the way forward. I notched out the spindles that you know uh, Corey and Ron figured out that you know that's how you make the eagles fast. And it just didn't work. And I told him, like, dude, it's enough. I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm walking away. And so, sure enough, having five other eagles there, you, you know. He looked at everyone else's card, and then he looked at mine, even though he's tuned all of ours. It's like, I think I found your problem. And sure enough, my bearings, I guess, like, the sleeve of the bearings was facing towards the wheels. So that made, like, yeah. an extra pinch point. And, you know, all our eagles have different axles in it, I think. I don't think any of our cards have the same axle from the same manufacturer in them. Right. So Ron told me, you know, a couple of weeks ago that my axle might be too thick after coming back from Ocala, and I was telling him about, you know, I'm carrying the rear wheel which just way too high. I can't break the understeer in the car because I have so much grip in the back. And um, he's like, well, maybe you just have the wrong axle. So 
so forth and so on, going back, and sure enough, he's like, dude, let's just flip them around, go back out. He goes, I guarantee you there's going to be a change. And so we did that, and not only did we do that, but we lowered the chassis. Um, the rear, or we lowered the, yeah, the chassis and the rear axle. We moved it up a notch. And it was a nine day difference. And it yeah. was the first time, like, we had a conversation because he did the same thing on yours going up to that next hole along in the check in yours. And we talk about this all, you know, not all the time, but we've talked about it before is I don't know if we're skilled enough to notice a difference. Of moving the rear, the rear tires out, you know, a half an inch on each side at a time. Because Ron says yeah. he makes, you know, small adjustments all the time. Well, Corey might know small adjustments. And the Lloyds might know small adjustments. But people like us who are still figuring it out might not know what the car is doing with those small adjustments. Right. So, like, to make that, like, huge, drastic change like especially on my card the big drastic change and the car went back to like this is so easy to drive like as soon as we made the change it's like going from my coyote to the eagle i'm like this right. is cheating right you know why did why did i have to learn on something that wasn't as fast to so this is this is cheating and then you get to the right. point where like your cheat code is up but there's another cheat code to get to, <laughs> like the yeah, old PlayStation, no. like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, right. You learn, you learn a James. simple fatality first, which is like yeah, simple, like, like oh, you go to the next one. Like, wait, oh, hold on. There's, there's a whole fatality I can do, like X A X B C Z C Z A X X. Oh my god! Like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do yeah. that. <laughs> so like that's like you max that out, and I got to that one, and then I figured out, okay, this isn't working. You know, Ron, I need your help because I'm not going any faster. I'm just getting more frustrated with it. And, uh, man, sure enough. And, yeah, I don't know another tuner who, like, sacrifices all their time to do that. And it's just, it's just, again, it's really cool to have. And, um, so I'm Dude, I'm going to go total, like, side note right now. I just rattled off XAX, BCZ, BCZ, AXX. For some reason, I think that's an actual combo. Yeah, who knows? I mean, like. Oh my god, it you actually know, it, is. It, it's Street Fire. If you have the Sega Genesis on Street Fighter, if you're playing with uh, Ryu or Ken to do like the little. Dude, this, is, thing, this, is a Liu Kang, this is a Liu Kang brutality from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and I remember that combo. X A X B C Z Z Z A A X X. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I remembered it. <laughs> yeah, alright, so Super Nerbo is gone. Uh, yeah, some people are like, I really appreciate that. Some people are like, oh man, these dudes are weird. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that. <laughs> I was totally sidetracked. All right, so saying. you're looking at your data. Go to your data. What do you see yeah. in your data? Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm looking through, I'm looking through the data and, um, my fastest time yesterday was 42.3. And we talk about this all the time, you know, when me and you have in our conversation set. Time at 103rd is very irrelevant just because yeah. it's a drafting track. If it rains, right. the whole track changes. If there's pollen, you know, the whole track changes. If there's standing water, I mean, it's it, it, it's just a big change, right? So right. I looked at the data from 
my fastest lap I've ever did was a 41.9 or 41.4. I'm sorry. So you're looking at 0.9 tenths um, of a second difference between me being in a draft and me being by myself. And my lowest RPM difference was 36 RPM. And that's just going wow. from a draft with the bearings the old way it used to be to by myself with the bearings facing the new way that Ron gave me. And almost a full second difference from my fastest ever time, including the draft, my lowest RPM is 26 RPM difference. Yeah, and that's, that is, that's, you know. that's a tell, right? Like, you just go, so it's not just the number, right? It's sort of that right. that right. range, right? The whole area under the curve sort of business, which, um, yeah, that was also another frustrating thing for me, actually, now that you mention it. Because I think I was, uh, I was talking to, I think I was talking to all of you. And, and I think you and I discussed it afterwards. I, I, I'm looking at, you know, my lowest RPM. And my highest RPM was, was crap because I wasn't going over, I wasn't even getting close to 5,800 RPM, um, just because I didn't want to make that gear change. I, I wanted to carry the speed through the corner and I wanted to top out on that gear because that's not even, you know, the, the highest gear I could be on, right? Like that's not the highest ratio I could be on. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stick with this and learn to drive the piss out of it. And whenever I hit it, Whatever lap I hit it on, I'll know, right? Because on my dash, like I have my micron set to hit blue, you know, as soon as I hit, you know, 5,900 RPM. So I'm like, as soon as I see the blue light, I know I've done it right. But uh, until I see the blue light on my dash at the end of the front straight, you know, I I, I just, I got to go again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I Ron had to make that big change for me as well. And, we, you know, we had talked about, you know, making small changes like um so when I got my cart route the first, you know, test session, it was so free. And by free as in the cart would come around on me immediately as soon as I put my foot to the throttle. And so we had kinda narrowed narrowed it, you know, narrowed the rear a little bit, um, and I'd kinda gotten comfortable with where it was. And then I mean we that opened it up and by you're you're very unhappy and then like two laps later you're like okay I might get it and then like three laps later you're like oh yeah this shit's on fire <laughs> right exactly I mean and you know it was a combination of okay okay the the cart is free now but I mean Ron was asking me am I feeling the change and I was like I'm not really feeling that change we're making right so what what, what change are we making I know theoretically. We're widening the rear, right, to free the cart up a bit more. But I'm driving. I still have plenty of grip. And I'm hitting my mark, and it's not coming around on me. And so that's when he was like, all right, let me let me do this. And he's like, I'm not telling you exactly why I'm doing it. but I'm So he does, and I watch him raise it, like he had said. And um, I had the front torsion bar um, in it before. So we took the torsion bar out because um, I had said I wanted to make a change and feel a difference to, you know, the way I had it the first time where it was super loose. But um, I think I went backwards because I didn't have the bar in it the first time. So anyway, um, I had done that, went out, and I didn't really feel a big change. 
And I came back and he goes, wait, hold on, no, take, the, take that front bar out. And so I took the front bar out. He's raised the rear. He's, you know, he's changed the center of gravity a little bit. And oh my God, right? Um, I could feel the change. That thing we talk about, I could actually feel that when I was going through, you know, turn two, dude, my heart would start rotating, you know, before I would actually go, you know, like to, to go for the corner. Like as soon as I started looking at the corner, and then my body would start leaning that way. And dude, by the time my hands start going, I am like already per- pointed perfectly at that apex, right? I'm like, ooh, back on throttle. You know, and as soon as yeah. I, I got punched, it's like, oh, maybe I punched it too quick or my hands weren't straight because now I have to counter here, right, to exit out of this thing. And it exactly. was like, it was awesome. It was great. I loved it. And I was like, and that's I what I want. Same, I had the same thing going through too. I was turning the car, and I'm back on the gas, and the first thing I thought of is, like, how we see Corey take turn two so easy, and he showed us, like, step-by-step, almost foot-by-foot on where you need to be. Right. And, like, the first time I took it, I'm like, so this is what turn two actually feels like. Yeah. And I have, and on my on my data, I have a point from this change to my last change where I was uh, 341 RPMs higher going through turn wow. two on my fastest lap on the old setting than I was this setting with no That's wheel awesome. hop, with, like, no ups and downs and, you know, in the curvature of uh, the RPM. It's just – and then I was 3.4 miles an hour faster. I think it was, like, 3.4 right. miles an hour faster coming, you know, out of the turn or at the apex of the turn. And I'm like, holy moly, this is like why turn two isn't scary for people who know what they're doing because when you have your car set up, turn two is not that scary. And I'm like, yeah. this makes all the sense in the world. It's like, Ron, thank you. Like, I, I couldn't, you know, like that was just going on in my head. It's like, dude, this is awesome. Like, this is yeah. what – you know, it was like I wanted to keep on going, but I know I have to save my tires, um, you know, almost to the end of the year. And uh, and I, I wanted to go out there and just keep on going and keep on going. But at the same time, I had to pull myself back. It's like, no, dude, you got to save these tires. And my tires right now look amazing all the way across. I have like a nice, small little sandpaper, you know, finish on all four corners. You know, I don't have any excess bead on the inside. It's, it's, yeah. I'm like, okay, this car is set up exactly where it needs to be. I hit my tire pressures right, you know, throughout the whole day. This is, this is it. This is, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I did learn something about the tire pressures after that long stint, though. Um, they climb up to about 14 and a half, and they stay there. They don't go any higher than 14 and a half. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my right side tire, my right side after the seventy laps, they were. Uh, I mean, I had my my um, tire gauge, tire pressure gauge, um, on my cart stand. As soon as I came out, the first thing I checked, my right sides were. My right front was fourteen point six. My right rear was fourteen point four, and my left sides were still twelve point eight and twelve point seven, something like that. Um, Did you go out at ten? No, no, I went out at 12 all around. Well, I went out like 11, 8 all around. 
Um, okay. Because I, I started off at 12 um, all around, and then when I got to grid, um, I had it sitting out in the sun before I went out, so I bled them all back to to 12 again. To, it was it had, it had climbed up to like 12.3 or 12.4, and I bled it back to 12 while it was still sitting there before I went out. So I knew I was going to do a long stint. So I wanted to, like, once I got it out there, I was just going to bleed it back. Um, so, yeah, I got it back to 12s all around, and it only rose up to, uh, like I said, 12.8 and 12.6 um, on the right side. And I didn't have, like, I didn't have any full spins. I had um, turn two, I had, like, drift, like, like crazy one time. Um where basically I almost almost came to a stop, but that was it. Like, but I never had any full spins. I never went off track in those seventy. So, um, yeah, I didn't do anything like drastic to damage one side over the other. So, yeah, fourteen point something is as as high as they're gonna get. So, I don't, you know, I'm never now. I know um, there's a two degree dif- difference between left side and right side um, if you go out the same and you do a really long stint. Um, Anyone coming to endurance um, endurance karting, think about that for your full 45 minutes. Since you might want to have your right side a whole degree lower, or maybe even a degree and a half lower. <laughs> um, no, that's good data. I mean, no one's posted this up on you know the Magnus tires because, oh, well, I mean everything in karting is hush hush, right? So if you have an advantage yeah. over somebody, you always keep it hush. But you know that's not our philosophy. That's just not what we do. So. That's like really cool that to know that, you know, the max is tired if you're running the seven tens on the back because that's what we're running. Um, yeah. You know, that's cool stuff. And like one thing I'm, I'm doing, you know, still is you got me hooked on the data from the micron five. I was like, I don't quite understand it all the way, but I understand certain trends, right? Yeah. And, um, I let Jorge drive my eagle and going from the tb cart and he's on uh 25 front spindles and 50 rear axle to the 1740 that i'm on um he turned a 42.9 and within six laps right Right. so without you know if you're going from a cart like that set up like that to mine or to ours because ours is set up the same you know, to make that kind of time, dude, that's insane. Like, yeah, dude, you're you're a pretty damn good driver. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. And so, like, you can see that like, he was he first started off with his hands kind of up at the top of the steering wheel, and then he right. realized, you know, this car is that free that I need to drop my hands down to the bottom of the steering yeah. wheel, so my imp like my pull is less because the higher you are, the more of a pull you're gonna do. So when your hands are right. low, you know you're you're pushing more than you're actually pulling down on the wheel. And, man, yeah, dude, he turned a freaking pretty dang fast time for not being in that cart before or not having, a, you know, the cart scaled him or anything like that. And, you know, props to him, dude. Like, he was – yeah. <laughs> he's fast. I'm not going to lie. He's fast. And then Miguel drove yeah. um, Kevin's cart, and <laughs> Miguel being like a little joker he is, you know, saying like, yeah, Kevin, you said it was, you know, it's loose, it's free, but you just say it like that free, you know. And he came back with big old right. smiles on his face too. So it's just cool to, you know, you know, trade cards with somebody and just try a whole different setup. You know, it's like 
you guys are working on your carts all day long, you know, just trying different setups here. Just give your cart a break. Come drive ours. Tell me what you think because they're used to driving on six hose on the rear. So all our carts, yeah. or my cart was on the 710, so I don't know if Jorge knew it or not, but I'm on the 710 rear, so that makes a big difference. And he's on empty reds. I'm on, you know, Maxis. I don't know if there's a big difference in grip or whatever it is on tires, that whole thing, propaganda stuff. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Ron and I were, like, watching him, and, you know, Kevin was right there, and we're like, oh, God. Like, maybe he needs to come in and get out of his car because he's about to really start turning off some blister and laughs. Like, as soon as he started right. getting comfortable, like, he's taking turn one almost flat-footed all the way through. Turn two, he's taking the cart all the way to the outside. And, you know, it's like, dude, this dude knows what he's doing. Right. <laughs> so it was cool. And, like, he kind of looked at my car. He looked at his car. He looked at my car. And he's like, he's like yeah, that thing's fast. <laughs> yeah, no, the eagle is fast, that's for sure. I mean, it, it's absolutely a rocket. Um, but yeah, man, um, dude, I, I, I had, I had a great time and I learned a lot and I got, I got plenty of data to go through. Um, for me, the, the most important thing that I kept saying was, um, uh, and we say times aren't representative, but there's still something to it, you know, with the draft. I was able to hit, you know, 41 sevens, um, without the draft, 42 ones, you know, those four tens there. Um, you know, and I hit 41 nines by myself. Um, but that was like an, it was two oddball laps and that was it. Like I was never able to repeat them. So after I hit those, um, I kept, you know, trying to sit there and, and understand why, why can't I repeat that 41 nine? That, you know, and I kept saying 41.9 because I just wanted to break that, you know, 42. I wanted to cross the line and see a 41 number, right, of some kind. And I just wasn't seeing it. And, you know, after driving all those laps, um, yeah, my predictors are all going to say whatever. So my, you know, my theoretical best from that 70 laps was a 41.6. Um, obviously, you know, that's nailing everything perfect after 70 laps. That's tough. But more interestingly, is the session after the 70 laps where I was um, with Kevin, where I did a 41.7 with him, my theoretical was a 41.2. So, Ooh. yeah, and obviously with the draft and, and being behind him, obviously I, I'm lifting earlier, right, in certain places. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, that was mind-blowing to see that um, based on the laps I did, it, it is possible, like, to see a 41-2 registered somewhere. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe I just need to sit back and, and you know, look at it again, watch my video. I recorded some video. Watch my videos again. Hopefully those laps are on there. And, yeah, um, watch them. Watch those laps and, and try and put it together because – yeah, it's, we say seat time, seat time, seat time, but there's a point where it needs to be more than seat time. It needs to be focused seat time, right? You have to be working right. something specific, going after a certain goal. And for me right now, that goal is, dude, I need to break, like, I need to be able to break those 42s consistently and, and get into 
those 41s all the time. And, you know, that was, that was kind of cool. And obviously the other goal was to see how long I'd last in a single stint. I thought I would be so sore today. Uh, yeah, nope, uh, nothing. I don't have any bruises, any aches anywhere. My right knuckles, <laughs> my right knuckles feel a little tight, but I have, I've had this problem forever where, you know, my knuckle, like I just squeeze in my fist, just, it just feels tight. So I don't know if that's from holding the steering wheel on my right side and my left side is perfectly fine. So maybe I hold the steering wheel a little too tight with my right hand, something I want to work on. But other than that, yeah, and I'm ready to do like 200 laps, like stints back to back, um, next time I go out. So stoked. No, man, that, I mean, it breaks up a good point. It comes, we had a conversation not too long ago is we always preach about, um, driver talent versus what the cart can give you, right? Right. So we always look at our data to find out exactly is, are we driving the cart the way it's set up as is to our max capacity? And then you right. look to your sectors. If your sectors are, you know, way off, you're like, okay, I need to pre-roll in this sector. But once you hit that point, it's like, okay, I need a major change. Right. To either, then you have to like, figure it out in your mind is it a driving style change or is it a cart change right not not saying cart going from like one manufacturer to another but a a major setup change to find out exactly what it is and that's the hard part i think you know one of the hard parts about carting is you know do you have to look at your your psyche as a driver saying i'm not going to release at this point i'm not going to break i'm I'm going to get on the gas, you know, one cart, two carts sooner. You know, I'm not going to rely on my muscle memory of the old setup I have. Like, I have to push that boundary. And I think that's a very, very hard part. Like, that's what makes the elite drivers elite is because, you know, their their braking zones and, you know, and stuff are way shorter than what your average right. driver is. So, if for instance, if we're braking – or getting off the gas, you know, four or five carts, you know, if we have four or five cart, you know, area, they're looking at like a one and a half cart area. Right. You know, and that is huge difference, especially in a four cycle class where you don't have, you know, that much power to, you know, get back up at the top end. It's just, it is what it is. And that's like what separates your leaders from your mid-pack, your mid-pack from the back you know, from the rear pack, like, that's what it is. So it's finding the psyche in your head to realize, yes, you can do it with the setup you have, or no, I need to make a major change to, like, redial my psyche in my head. It's like, I can't go that farther. Or, yeah. you know, this was a way wrong change, you know, the setup I have is the right setup for my driving style. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. I think but, the testing that we've and everything we've been doing in the last years is like we're starting to fine tune like all these things like what what is it, right? You know, so I don't know. I think yeah. it's cool. I think we've come a long way in the year. Like I really do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm I know that for a fact. I mean, I'm looking at looking at what I I did this you know this weekend and yeah I'm. I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy that, you know, I was able to consistently drive and 
you know, there are certain corners that I wanted to focus on, and I was able to focus on those corners, right? And, you know, in that final session after Ron made that change, dude, uh, I, that was like, that felt like perfect, right? Um, I know it's not perfect. I know, you know, my input, I'm probably scrubbing more speed, you know, just even with the weight, you know, the way you, you shift your weight in the cart, right, makes a difference. Like all those little factors. But uh, as it relates to the line, I knew I was hitting the line absolutely perfect, lap after lap after lap, and that felt that felt super awesome. So, yeah, no, I'm very happy with with where I am right now, and I can't wait for you know two or three more more test sessions like it, where I can, you know, even if I I'm only gaining a tenth here or there, I can tell you that turn uh, turn two slowed down a lot for me um, by the end of the day. And yeah. the mini ball got even slower. Um, the right hander before the mini ball, that is like, I don't even think about it. Like, I am like head bobbing, like singing in my own tune in my own head as I'm like taking that flat with my right side on like on the curb and like looking at people, you know, sitting in the stands. And Jorge's uh, family and friends were there. And I'm just like staring at them as I'm taking that right hander, like flat. Yeah, man, ain't, ain't no thing but a G thing, you know, like, boom. Yeah. Like, yeah, so that part, that was awesome to have that slow down the way it did. Turn one, total, like, nothing. And then turn two, that those last few sessions, um, I mean, I know I could I could release, you know, I, I could maybe go, like, a hair deeper, or I could release that brake a little earlier and, and go to throttle a little bit quicker. Like, I know I can pick up minuscule amounts of time here or there but um i knew i was on that perfect line every time because my left side you know if i if i made a big mistake the big mistake would be my left side wheels were were riding on the curb but i wasn't like i wasn't messing up the cart wasn't going anywhere it was just oh i didn't hit it perfectly because i didn't kiss the edge of the curb i put half of the tire on the curb you know, that that was, like, my big mess up. Like, I was like, no, dude, like, this is perfect. Like, I'm hitting it so much that I'm worried about half of the tire on the curb. I mean, catch me, like, two months ago. I was worried about making the apex, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, like, when you were coming across right there where the paddock is, and you went through two, and you had that car, like, full drift action. You hit the rumble strips on the left. You hit the rumble strips on the right. And Ron's over there, like, dancing to what the car was doing, you know. And it, it was it was cool. It's like you were in this, and, like, you were you were dialed in on exactly what the car was doing. And I'm like, this is a manual and the FRS all over again, but it's in a car where he's comfortable, he's fast. You're, I mean, you were by far the fastest guy out there the weekend. You know, yeah, just, that was, was kind of cool. That was cool. Like, it was, it was a great feeling. Um I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie at all. It was nice. <laughs> I, I, I think at some point I, I even I joked about it. Uh, Jorge's dad or someone? Yeah, it was Jorge. It was Jorge Senior. So Jorge Senior was you know um, standing on the paddock and you guys were all out there. I'm like, Let me go show these boys how it's done. And like I was just saying it, but I I knew I could back it up, which is kind of cool, right? Like I was knew like I could catch every single one of those guys out there, <laughs> no problem. Not even worried. Yeah. Let's go. It was cool. I I didn't have my video off, but I wish I did. <clears throat> when I was coming down the backstretch, I saw you because you put out the uh, 
uh, action cameras. Like, yeah. oh, I'll turn you guys in like last three or four. And sure enough, you come out of the pits, and I think uh, Heath, Jorge, and Kevin just went by you. And you're waiting for your clutch to kick in, and you're rotating your arms like a couple times around. Like, okay, yep. game on. And I'm like, yep. holy cow, dude, this dude's so cocky. Freaking fat yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I, was, I was feeling it, dude. I was, like, leaving the like, pitch. That's when I, like, it was so cool in my head. I'm like, dude, this dude is on, like, on a race day. If he's in this mood on a race day, he is one of the fastest guys we could possibly have here in Jacksonville. It's just, you know, getting there. And, yeah. you know, we've only brain been doing fart. it a short time. Yeah. Like, like Ron said, if you could just get my brain farts out of the way on race day, I'd be fine. <laughs> Yeah, and then, I mean, but here in Jacksonville, I mean, you have, this, you know, Sean Myers and the Yarbrows and, you know, Patrick. Yeah. And, you know, you have these guys who've been doing it for so long, and they know the course. They know exactly what to do. They do little tricks, you know, up and down, different degrees of the, you know, of what the track's giving you. There's so many things that we're missing because you've been in it two years. I've been in it one year. They've been in it 10 plus, 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. So, I mean, Sean Meyer is one of the, the best drivers in the country for Coyote, so even catching him is almost close to impossible for us where right. to look at it right now. But eventually, maybe yeah. we can. And it's just so cool to have so many national champions right here in Jacksonville that you can raise. You can call them and say, hey, will you mind giving me help or come out this weekend and, you know, come run, come run with us or whatever. Like, and Barry – Barry Hastings, he's always down for, for running, and, I mean, he's driven for multiple car companies throughout, you know, his lifetime. Um, so, like, we have so many assets and so many fast guys, and, you know, it, it's crazy on how much talent is here just right here in Jacksonville with the free track. It, it's just it, – it blows my mind because you don't – you know, besides – I don't know I don't know where else because we haven't traveled – and gone and figured it out, but right. still, there's no track that you can do it for free. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is one. But um, now nah, this is like you said, man. And we're we're pretty fortunate, and we'll keep using it to our advantage as best as possible, and gather all the knowledge that we can. So, um, I'm gonna try and see if I can, I can, you know, get some like good, good actionable lessons, stuff like you know we can share with people about 103rd from all those laps. Just you know, like good trends, right? Things that were helpful, things that I did that just didn't help like consistently. You know, if I turned into early in various places, like what it did, the card, I'm trying to try and see if I can get, if I get just two or three, like of those just tidbits, um, that would be cool. Um, The next, you know, we don't have another major race until Ocala, um, September, yeah, first week in September. And then after that, we don't have another until the Maxis race in November. So, well, I don't have another. You guys might try to make it to uh, the second race, but I, I'm I'm out of town or something. Yeah, I'm out of town. So, yeah, if I can get one of those things done before then, it'd be cool. We'll have that. We can show with people. But, man, brother, we've been in this for an hour so far. Yeah, um, the only thing I have besides uh, that is I'm trying to do the road race event. Um, with the Southern Car Club in Roebling, uh, Quincy Smith, Kelly Smith, I know you're on your anniversary down in the Keys. 
I'm not very happy with you guys because you go through Jacksonville or could kind of come here and hang out whenever. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, y'all are <laughs> anniversary. And, uh, yeah, Quincy, I am super stoked to come race with you. Uh, definitely at rolling. You guys are good people. And, uh, if you, if you got any of you guys seen the photos we put on the Cardi Dad's Facebook page of, uh, straight out the box 206, um, thank Kelly for, Kelly Smith for that because, uh, she's awesome and makes all kind of cool t-shirts and, and everything like that. So she could hook you up with, with those. Just, uh, let us know and, uh, we'll see if we can put an order in. Yep. Yep. That's it. Cool. Yeah, brother. So, uh, yeah, man, we had a great weekend. It was a, a fun, fun Saturday hanging out with some, uh, some friends and maybe we'll have to, uh, do another little card and dad's day. Just, uh, invite some more people and have a barbecue or something like that. And just, cook burgers and dogs and see if we could pack that place out for free and just uh everyone be there and byob or byof and uh have a good time sounds like a plan to me i'm down to make that happen we'll just need to take a date yeah man so uh thank you guys again for uh listening to our show and please follow us our page on uh facebook for cardi dads or go to uh uh cardidads.com um we will update all the information on exactly what we have going on. And if you got, if anybody wants to come to the track, you know, let us know. We'll do what we can to uh, accommodate and help. Um, hope you guys have a good time here in Jacksonville. So uh, I appreciate all, all you guys listening to the show. And uh, it really means a lot to us because we're just two humble guys who are just trying to get people on the carding who just happen to have kids who like to, uh, have fun when we can, so it means a lot. It really does. Yeah, man. So, uh... cool. Anyways, guys, All right, brother. Yeah, talk man. Uh, yeah, talk to you soon, and uh, be safe. And, uh, guys, happy carding. See you guys. Peace.